Have you ever been in the situation where you meet the guy, says all the right things, like, oh my goodness, you gorgeous goddess, it would be the pleasure of my life to take you on a date. And when guys don't have this as good intentions, we know how easy that is to be a flattery. I'll say this one thing to get you to feel something so you'll do something, only for that to be led with no follow-up. That feels devastating. You feel dumb for believing them, you feel like it was false and you're not actually lovely. The emphasis here is for us to be very keen on how someone communicates and how we translate that to mean. Welcome back to the Dear Future Husband podcast. I'm your host, Christian. I have to be honest, this may be my most controversial episode yet, so we'll see how it fares. But nonetheless, I decided I really needed to bring this episode here because one, it's not readily talked about, but two, the more I've sat with it, the more I processed it and even had conversations with girlfriends that are dating right now, I thought this is really true and we need to understand this so we, one, can have better relationships, but also have more peace of mind, have more of an understanding of our worth and have more of a steady practice in dating that does actually mimic marriage. They're not these two separate things that don't lead to each other, but they're really synonymous and think the more we can have that as a steady line of deepening connection and clarity the happier we'll be from the beginning, whether we are single or dating, whether it's the person we end up with or not, it's not going to be so tumultuous. So that's the why behind this episode today, which is all about this idea that, especially as believers, we should not be flirting. Flirting is bad news. We need to kick it to the curb. It has no place in our dating relationships. And I know you're probably baffled right now thinking, what on earth is she talking about I want to show you and hopefully welcome you into this way of thinking as we go forward. I have four points that I believe really highlight this and shape the understanding and this revelation that I feel like I've had. And honestly, I wish I was implemented from the very beginning in my own life, but that is much of what we talk about here. It's practices that we're learning from each other, things that we have done or wish we would have done, things that we see other people doing we want to mimic to have these healthy relationships and ultimately help lead us to our dear future husbands. I've now shared the why behind this episode. Let me also share the how of where this thought of flirting is bad actually stemmed from. I was hanging out with one of my girlfriends who is amazing, firm believer, bubbly, gorgeous. For privacy's sake, we will just call her Anna. We were hanging out and as I am delighted and honored to get to do, I'm like one of the friends that she goes to with, hey, this is the guy I'm talking to. This is the guy I want to date. You know, should I do this? What does this mean? I always try to give my best advice, my best encouragements, uh, keyword try, because no one can give perfect dating advice. But nonetheless, we talk about things. I help process where she's at, what she's feeling, and what some of the context clues are that this guy is giving. This particular circumstance, she met this guy in a group of friends. Everything was like on paper, well for how it should start but the conversation especially when it got to this like text-like environment was a little worrisome for me but I saw how easily she could have not seen that or not initially realized it until it became problematic truly and the key emphasis for me what I was seeing as a common thread that was just increasing was this emphasis on overtly flirting. I wish I could be a fly on the wall as you're listening to this or watching this on YouTube 
and just see your facial expressions because I'm sure it's a little bit of a shock and I promise you it's more than just clickbait. It's actually this understanding of how a man specifically will talk to you, especially in the beginning stages. And if that is actually a precursor for how he will treat you, what his intentions are, where the trajectory of your relationship will go. And I do believe that you can discern that from the few beginning conversations um, or dates. First and foremost, I believe this is because of the culture we're in. Flirting is really dominating our social interactions. We're not having the face-to-face encounters. We're not sustaining something um, through just dates intentionality. We're having these texting and DM kind of conversations in between, which we don't really know that person yet. We're not getting the social cues. So we're relying on flirting. I think that's the biggest problem right there is like we're using it way more than we used to. And so it's coming to this degree that it used to not be. And that's where the trouble starts. This sweet Anna is just talking to this guy. And I could see as one starts to flirt and the other starts to flirt, it just keeps getting heightened. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, Anna, y'all are just flirting back and forth. You're not getting to know him. You're not seeing like what his intentions are. He hasn't even actually told you he likes you or wants to go on a date. It's just super flirty. And I so hated that because one, I felt like, well, this actually could have been a good encounter. Y'all met with a group of friends. Y'all were at least a little bit attracted to each other because y'all connected. But one, you just kind of stifled where this could have gone. You're not taking the right next steps. It's just kind of fading in this abyss of flirting where he's not telling you more about himself. He's not telling you his dreams or aspirations. He's not getting to see the gold that is within you. He's just getting to like kind of play around with your emotions, if we're honest. So because of her good intentions with getting to meet him and her hope of the potential that it had, she wasn't clearly seeing this. And we had a conversation about it. Very loving, I'm going to add, if you're in the situation where you're counseling a friend, it's not, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're flirting with this guy. I get it. I'm just saying there is a better way. And so let's aid each other and aid ourselves to find great first steps in the beginning of our dating instead of just flirting abyss that we can land in. She received it. We had a conversation about it. She actually had to stop messaging him. And because of the grasp that flirting had, she really wanted to go back. And so I followed up and I said, I think you need to unfollow him. Like, this is not good. You're going to see his photo. You're going to have that like heightened rush again that flirting gives you. Like, we just need to cut this off. And if he continues to reach out with clarity or you feel differently down the road, that's a different conversation. But for now, this has just turned into something it shouldn't. I want to give you three points that I believe will actually show you greater what I mean by this and potentially alter the way that you view or enact flirting in your dating relationships. Now, before those three points, I want to remind you guys, make sure that you are reviewing and rating the podcast, you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode because the hope here is to improve ourselves as we await that future marriage. And I believe that you have one that is worthwhile. Okay, point number one, why flirting is bad is because... Flirting is a seed of charm, and charm is a seed of manipulation. I know I said manipulation. That's a big word to throw out there. You may think I'm cuckoo for saying this, but I want to show you what I mean. You've likely heard the verse, Proverbs 31.30, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Let's look at this. Deceptive means giving an appearance or impression different from the true one, misleading. Now, why is flirting misleading? because it's not the true nature of the trajectory of your relationship. Here's what I mean. You meet someone, 
you have the butterflies, you start flirting. It's this heightened experience and this mystery of what could be. And you're just on cloud nine and you don't know what's going to happen next. That's not true to your relationship or it should not be true to your relationship because it's not actually substantial. Your marriage will be a commitment, not an excitement. Now I know you're hearing in the back of your head, wait, I heard date your spouse, flirt with your spouse, keep that relationship and that excitement alive. Yes, please do. And marriages can and should be exciting, but they shouldn't be an excitement where you're hanging on these highs and lows and you're wondering what's going to happen next and you're wondering when he's going to go home or what your plans are for the weekend. No, it should be this substantial commitment where you know one another and you have fun together. Dating your spouse, flirting with your spouse means to have fun, to pursue them, to cater to them, to delight in them. It does not mean to chase them. Marriage is not a cat and mouse game. Dedicated dating and healthy marriages should be exciting but not anxious. Loving but not alluring. Let me paint it this way. I know when my husband tells me I'm beautiful, it's because he loves me with his whole heart and with his eyes, and he truly believes I'm beautiful inside and out. He's not just saying it to flatter me, to coerce me into something. He's saying it out of a loving expression. However, if I don't know someone and they're just saying, oh, you're beautiful and you're this and you're that, which I don't have that happening (laughs) outside of my house. But if I was a single girl hearing that, I don't know if they're saying it truthfully or not. It could just be this form of flattery to want them, even in the purest intentions, guys, to want them to get to go on a date with you or because they are just admiring you and don't want to get to know you, they're just flattering you. And when guys don't have this as good intentions, we know how easy that is to be a flattery of, I'll say this one thing to get you to feel something so you'll do something, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Let me just further it with these few verses to really cement this into our mind that we are not looking for flattery. We're looking for truthfulness when we're dating. And that is Proverbs 26, 28. A lying tongue hates those it hurts and a flattering mouth works ruin. There is not an actual love behind compliments unless that person truly knows you. I know this might be controversial. We're already in it. Okay. Proverbs 29, 5 through 6. A person who flatters his neighbor is spreading a net for him to step into. I think this is really important because in no way am I saying that having fun, being complimentary is red flags for the person you're dating. I'm saying when there are not true good intentions and when it is only this that we're seeing it is a trap of getting our hearts tied to someone that's not ready to receive it or doesn't have good intentions sometimes if flirting has become very casual in the sense of we grow close to people and if we're not ready to receive them they're not ready to receive our heart it is problematic so i'm suggesting that we let our flirting die down in our consciousness our understanding of each other our Um, questioning and getting to know each other that phase be first and ladies if you are dating someone I want you to not be confused by the terms love at first sight or your friend that met someone and they were engaged three months later that's guilty of that (laughs) it's not so much the timeline it's the discernment and it's not about what he says or how sweet he is because we do love romance we love when a guy can share how he's feeling It's about the integrity of his words and his character. All right, point number two. I hope you're shackling with me so far. Let's see how you feel about this one. Flirting leads to frustrations. 
I think this is the one that most people are going to get on board with and understand because have you ever been in a situation where you meet the guy, says all the right things, like, oh my goodness, you gorgeous goddess. It would be the pleasure of my life to take you on a date. I look forward to that so much. I've never met someone, you know, put in whatever monologue you've heard, only for that to be led with no follow-up. That feels devastating. Not only did you have this high from all these lovely words that this person was saying, the way they make you feel, the charm that they had, whatever it may be, but then you also feel this crash when there's no follow-through and furthermore feel sometimes just frankly you feel dumb for believing them you feel like it was false and you're not actually lovely you're not actually worth being pursued in a high flirting interaction with someone we can feel this high this sense of importance but when your nervous system regulates you come back down to reality or the flirting has been on pause you don't have a clear understanding of significance or clarity toward who that person is or what you mean to them. This is beyond frustrating. I totally get it. And the emphasis here is for us to be very keen on how someone communicates and how we translate that to mean. So if someone's overtly flirty, I'm not saying it's a red flag and like, oh my goodness, I cannot talk to you. You just complimented me and told me I'm pretty. I have to walk away. I'm not saying that because one, I'm sure you are very beautiful and someone is going to notice that. What I'm saying is don't let someone giving compliment in your mind start planning out your first date and thinking all the reasons that he's worthy of your time. No, still make him prove it. Make him prove it with him being clear, saying, I want to take you on a date Thursday at this time. I'm not just going to say it. I'm going to plan it. Make him show you who he is because he can flatter you. But is he worthy of you? Should you go on a date with this guy? And like my friend Anna, who is amazing, I want to emphasize that this guy had such potential, but he wasn't actually showing it. So let's not make excuses for guys, even ones with potential, or translate what we're hearing to mean what we think it means versus what they're actually saying. If he's complimenting you, if he's flattering you, that's great. But he's not telling you, I'm going to be intentional. These are what I want out of a relationship. I'm serious. I'm a godly man. He's not saying that. So until he does, guard your heart. Don't let it fall. Sweet statements will warm your heart, but true sentiments will protect it. We see this sometimes of why was the guy that was saying all the right things before or was interested before was doing some of these things. Why did he not follow through? We think because we're not enough. But no, I want to clarify this. Flirting-based relationships often fizzle out because the foundation was not properly laid to establish growth. Maybe he wasn't the right one. Let's just say that. If you've been in that scenario, let's just say what it could be. He might not be the one. Maybe you weren't in a point that you were ready. Or maybe it just wasn't set up in the right way. Maybe you were two great people, but you didn't have the foundation, the footing, the proper focus at the start of the relationship to have it to be a point of growth. Relationships that focus on learning at the beginning can miss the important conversations of understanding, well, these are my morals, these are my expectations, this is where I plan to go, and you will see, oh, well, you will miss seeing where you could have easily seen before, oh, this person and I would be great friends, but we're not a great match. Or or overtly flirting can lead to tempting situations where you and this person get in the wrong environment with the wrong focus and make the wrong choices. I don't want that for you or this person, if y'all end up together or not. You just don't want to compromise that in the beginning when you can focus on different things. And trust me, I'm bringing this up because it's so easy of a snare to fall into. Like it's modern dating culture where 
we're on DMs. I met my husband on DMs. And so I'm not saying that any of this is wrong, that if you've fallen for a guy like this, that you're dumb, that we shouldn't dream of and prioritize romance as the relationship grows. But what I am saying, I'm urging us women to know your power in relationships to guard your heart and their heart, to bring and aid clarity, and to have discernment with who gets to know you. Because there are great godly men out there. There will be some, even the best, will be flirty at times or won't say everything right, take the right steps. But our power, when we know them, we can compliment each other and make good godly dating so we can have healthy, lasting marriages. And point number three is flirting is closer to less than to love. There is this interesting chemical that we have in our genetic makeup, which is called epinephrine. It is the same chemical response that we have to an anxious situation. If you've ever had any kind of episode of anxiety or heightened stress, you know it's that heart racing, sweating, not even sure how to see clearly or what to do situation. What's interesting? Epinephrine, the chemical response to anxiety, is the same response we get for excitement. This is why there's a difference between an exciting, fun-loving relationship and an intoxicating, stimulating excitement with flirting. Flirting is this automatic arousal where we're stimulating things that are actually stressors because our heart's racing. We don't know, does this guy like us? Oh my goodness, I can't believe he noticed us. I can't believe he's saying this. This is just so amazing. Rather than, wow, I know this person. Oh, that's fascinating about you. Tell me more. That's a gradual response rather than this heightened, stimulating, larger-than-life feeling. That's not how our bodies are wired to be, and that's not how they are attuned to love. Tony Robbins, who is a impactfully but also audibly powerful presenter, shared this marshmallow effect where they pulled children. They either gave them this marshmallow and gave it to them instantaneously, or they told them they had to wait for it. What's interesting is this idea of waiting for it, this delayed gratification led to children who were more successful, handled stress better, had less addictions, and better social skills. That tells us that there is something about waiting that allows us to thrive. And the idea of lust is that either physically or emotionally grabs for something that is supposed to be delayed and wants it now. It wants all of the good that's coming bundled up into this right now emotion, which feels like it can be stretched and last for the remaining of the relationship, but it's not because it's stealing from what is to come and forcing it to now. That is the same with less. We want what is something on the other side of commitment and of promise to be before we even say I do. It's this less of even just looking at someone and wanting to attach to them um, based off of attraction. And I know that this is some lofty ideas and we're like, we're just talking about flirting. I just wanted to have a fun conversation with this guy I think is cute. I, I want to just show what is at stake when we let that go down uh, a rabbit trail or heighten too much. Like, I thought my husband was super cute from the very beginning. I did not want to stop talking to him. But we didn't have this type of, like, perplexed way of knowing each other that was all based on one thing. We followed um, to the best that we could, and thankfully through good mentorship and great friends, this steady progress of getting to know each other and letting attraction rise and letting familiarity rise, leading to a commitment that can now sustain like this fire that love really is. You don't want to illuminate that fire outside of 
an environment that can actually encapsulate and grow it. This is really important to say as we're talking about lust and flirting. Sometimes we can think, well, goodness, we're just women and people want to focus on our looks or they want to focus on our bodies. Like, how do I attract someone, still be myself, still value the way I've been knit without feeling like I'm the problem or a guy's only going to want me for that? Here's my thoughts on that is, let's look at Proverbs 6.25. Do not desire her beauty in your heart and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. I do not believe that women are this cursed thing that men have to flee and like not even look at or else they're going to fall into this trap of lust. But I do believe the man that's going to be an exemplary husband, a fantastic father and a partner for life is the one that loves him more than just his words and his attraction. There's no shame in being beautiful or attracted to the person you're with. It is problematic and contrary to the splendid union that is marriage when we allow those facets to become perverted. Now, for men, that is the way that you steward your eyes. That is the way you are attracting women. That is the way that you want to love someone. Don't just think you want to be with someone. How are you going to love them? That starts before you even know them and how you use your words, how you use your heart and what you set up. I'm so serious about that. You are leaders and lead from the very beginning. For us women, let's use our appearance in a way that is honoring. Now, I'm not, I personally, nothing against someone that leads this way, but I personally don't believe that means you can't wear makeup or you have to cover yourself completely. But I'm saying let's show beauty as beautiful and not illustrious. I believe we can wield our appearance and our heart as catalysts for true love rather than for mere flirting. The conclusion is, have fun on dates, share your feelings with the person you're seeing, and prepare for a romance that only increases over time and commitment. But do not let feelings and attraction cast out clarity and progression. It's okay if someone compliments you and you blush, but don't let that take your heart on a journey it's not supposed to go on. I hope you guys have gotten something from this episode, even if it's not the full scope that I say of flirting is kind of bad in relationships. Maybe you just have a different view on how to flirt or how to perceive someone flirting with you. I always hope that these episodes can be an encouragement and they can be an establishment of healthy relationships from you, even from singleness or dating or engagement or in your marriage, having a good, healthy relationship now with the one you're already with. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to a girlfriend, maybe the one that's been in the wrong relationships or the one that's just like, how do I even know if someone's flirting with me the right way? And again, make sure you are subscribed, you're rating and reviewing these episodes so we can continue to make more. I will see you guys on the next episode.